All right, Wednesday, April 29th, um, 2020. And by this time, you are probably already ready for life to get back to normal. Um, You've probably been that way for a bit, but as each day goes along, there's something inside of us that's screaming, man, I can't wait for life to get back to normal. And what I want to spend our time on this morning just briefly is just to remind us uh, that the normal state that we live in is imperfection, right? There's something about the world that we live in that's constantly broken. That's one thing that I love about the book of Ecclesiastes from chapter one into chapter three. It's just trying to help us settle into the fact that this world is broken, right? Internally now, we may say, I can't wait for things to get back to normal, but we have to remember that our normal life wasn't free or problem free, right? Our normal life still had a hole in the bottom. In other words, I think that we tend to get so consumed with the imperfection that we're presently feeling that we fail to realize that the biggest fight that we have to fight um, in our lives is not the fight against imperfection. It's the fight against something else. Uh, right now, we can feel how the upside downness of this virus is affecting our lives, but this imperfection is just highlighting what our real danger is in this season and every other season, um, not just imperfection, but hear this, isolation. Here's what I mean. When God created the world, uh, what's more important than the length of time that it took him? Was it really seven 24-hour days, or was it more than that? What's more important than how long ago he created the world? Was it 10,000 years ago or much longer? What's uh, most important is how he created the world. And I'm just going to say this. Uh, he created the world with words. And there's a lot that can be pulled out from that. But one of the things that... um is communicated from that is this, that if God created the world, uh, if God created the world with words, then at least in part, it means that he created us for conversation, right? You look at the Genesis account and it starts off with the words, let there be, it's good. Let there be, it's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. As God's creating the world, it seems like that his primary concern um, is the beauty of what he makes and its compliance, right? So God says, let there be light, lights made. God looks and says, all right, lights shining just how I intended it to shine. It's complying. It, or it's complying. I'm good with it. I'm done with it. But then when God makes man, he does two things. The very first thing that he does is he steps back and he converses with himself, right? Let us make man. And then after he makes the man, um, he doesn't just say it's good, but he enters into a conversation with him. He talks to him, blesses him, converses him. Uh, compliance isn't the end goal with us. Conversation and relationship is, but not just a relationship with God. Um, relationships, right? That God made us not just for conversation with him, but for conversation with one another, 
And if we don't take full advantage of those conversations with one another, um, we're never going to be able to know God how he wants us to be or how he wants to be known. Right. And if you think that I'm making too much of this point, Genesis two eighteen, right? Long before any imperfection comes into the world, God looks down and for the first time in the Bible, he says, something is not good, right? When we think of the hindrances in relationship with God, what are the things that keep us from being able to know and experience God fully? The first thing that we tend to think of are imperfections, our sins, things like that. And those are, those things do keep us from enjoying God and being able to know who he is. But before that, the Bible says there's something else that'll hinder you in your ability to be able to know God fully. And that is isolation. God looks down and he says, it's not good for the man to be alone. Do you hear that? Before imperfection, God says isolation is going to be the thing that hinders your ability to be able to know him fully. From the beginning, God has always intended that you would know him through the lens of another human. We are created for conversation, not just with God, but one another. God always determined that we would know himself through somebody else. We don't get less of God when we hear about him from somebody else. We don't get less of God when we interact with him through seeing someone else's interaction with him. We actually get more. C.S. Lewis uh, talked about uh, this in his book, The Four Loves. He talks about his group of friends and he says this, um, in each of my friends, there's something that only some other friend can fully bring out. By myself, I'm not large enough to call the whole man into activity. I want other lights than my own to show all his facets. Now that Charles is dead, I shall never again see Ronald's reaction to a specifically Charles joke. Far from having more of Ronald because I have him to myself now that Charles is away, I actually have less of him. What he says is that in this group of three friends, if one dies, even though I get to spend more time now with this friend, I don't have more of him because there's something about him that is only brought out by somebody else. And so he's going to go on and say this. We possess each friend, not less, but more as the number of those with whom we share them increases. In this, friendship shows this glorious nearness by resemblance to heaven itself, where the very multitude of the blessed increases our ability to enjoy God. What he says, one of the things that's going to make heaven beautiful is that we're going to get to enjoy God, not just by being face to face with him, but by being face to face with one another, whose faces are like these moons that give a reflection of the glory of God, right? Uh, we know this to be true. We tend to think of it in a bad way. We have those people that we feel like we can't stand because they bring out the worst of us. Uh, but the same truth works in reverse, right? One of the reasons why I love my wife is because she brings out the best of me. Y'all should have seen how I dress 
before I got married, right? There's something about her where if you knew me without her, you get a sliver of who I am, but it's her constant love and admiration and encouragement that encourages me to be more of me. And there's aspects of me that you'll only see if you interact with both of us. And so to that end, um, I just want to do a few things here at the end of our time. One is I want to challenge you today to make space for conversation about what you're learning and what God's doing in and through you. And I want you to be proactive about that, right? Not just in your own time, reading and praying and all that stuff, which is good, but reaching out to somebody else and asking them the uh, same thing. There are things about the character of God that he's locked up and you won't see it clearly unless it's through the lens of somebody else. Right. Um, and then what I uh, want to prepare you for is um, I want to use some of these times in the mornings to be able to do the exact same thing. I'm just going to bring you in on conversations that I've been able to have and been encouraged by in this season. Uh, it's provided me a great chance to hear from a lot of folks in the church who um, I normally don't get to interact with. And I've just seen how much of God's goodness has been locked away inside um, of people that I've never taken the time to really sit down and to get to know. So um, you're going to hear from a lot of voices that uh, aren't just mine, but these are the voices that shape me. So yeah, if you've been blessed by anything that I've said or anything that you've heard, it's likely because it's come from somebody else. And I just want to bring you in on those conversations, hopefully as an encouragement to help you to have some of your own. So go and converse with somebody today. Just pick one person and reach out and say, oh, can we just spend 15 minutes and chat um, and pray and see God clearly through the lens of somebody else's personality? I love you. Have a great day.